welcome to Becoming Intuitive, the podcast that helps you tap into your intuitive nature. I'm your host, Gabrielle, a spirit channel, energetic healer, and intuitive coach. And this is where we demystify what it means to be intuitive. We discuss topics from light beings to psychic mediums and anywhere in between. So what are you waiting for? Let's get intuitive. Hello, my loves. Welcome to this brand new episode. I'm so grateful to have you here as always. And I have an absolute magical guest, if I could speak, with us on the podcast today, Dora. But before I get into our episode today, I really wanted to just share some things with you. Um, this week has been a huge integration week for me. I've been working through so much stuff and talking about vulnerability with my clients and embodiment and stepping into this beautiful place of authenticity. And I kind of wanted to share that journey with you. So it's Wednesday the 12th here as I'm recording this intro and last night in Australia was the new moon. And it was a very intense full moon being in Taurus. It's all about really setting what you need. So if you're listening to this on Friday and you haven't really worked through what you would like to bring into your life, into fruition for the next month, this is kind of your little call to action. This is me giving you as much valuable information as I can in this podcast because I want you guys to thrive. So I would highly recommend sitting down with a cup of ceremonial cacao if you currently have it. If you haven't invested in that, I would highly say that it's such a beautiful addition to your spiritual tools such as tarot, oracle cards, sage. It is just a beautiful plant medicine in which we can consume and can help lift our vibration. And just sit down and get really clear on what you want. Um, I also really want to chat to you because I'm giving away something free every single month from now on. I want to build a community. If you've been a regular listener on this podcast for a while, you'll know that I keep going on and on and on about wanting to build a community. So guess what tribe I have? So I've decided to, from now on, do the lessons from the records live. They are now called the Energetic Forecast Weather Report slash thing. The name is on the website. And from today, live, I have a new website. It has similar content, but it's completely redesigned and it will be getting a complete overhaul All of my new coaching clients know that I've moved to Kanjabi so I can better serve them. So it's a whole new website, new design, new feel. If you are currently not subscribed to my newsletters from next month, I'm going to have consistent newsletters going out with all the stuff about the new moon, the weather report. Sorry, I've got the hiccups from my ceremonial cacao. Everything will be going through there. But back to the energetic weather report. So... Every second last Sunday of the month, Australian Eastern Standard Time at 10 a.m., I will be holding a free Zoom with me. And you can become my co-host 
on this podcast where we chat, we journal, we meditate. It's all live. It's all free. It's what I want to give back to you guys. And every single person I work with is like, you need to charge for this. And I said, no, because I want to connect with you guys. I want to give you as much value. The reason that I'm here is to give and help you guys connect in. And in these sessions, there's 12 a year. I'm going to be taking you through really deep meditations to help you connect further to your guides, to the Pleiadians, to the Octurians, the Syrians, help you develop your psychic clairs. So go to Time Converter on the internet, figure out what time that is for you, decide if you can make it. It's every second last Sunday of the month. I'm hoping to see you there. The link is currently in an email that will be sent out every single month to remind you if you can come or if you can't on the new website, which will be out on this launch day. So go have a look. There's more information on the website. Otherwise, head to my DM, message me. I'll sort you out. It was an absolute pleasure to chat to you before this week's episode. We're already five minutes in. I've taken enough of your time. One more quick thing though. Um, I have one coaching spot left for the rest of this year. If you guys would like to work with me about getting spiritual habits, understanding self-love, a deep embodiment of practice, about really finding your true essence, your authenticity, your psychic gifts, talking to your guides, meditating, how to heal, self-heal, how to create that inner vortex of self and spiritual connection. I have one spot left for my six-month mentorship, which starts in like 15 days. And I have amazing women currently in that group who will support you, who will be your friends and your endeavors um, together to grow and intertwine and it's just such an energetically powerful group and I am so grateful for every single person that I ever get to work with and if that's something that your heart is saying yes to I would so love you to go to my website book in a discovery session and no matter what happens whatever the outcome is I just like to meet people So I hope you guys have a magical day. I'm going to wrap up this intro. I don't think I'll make this a regular thing, but I did want to give you the value. So if you want to go in and sign up for the Cosmic Weather Report, just do that ASAP because it's almost the second last Sunday of the month and I'm sending you so much love and gratitude for being here. And here we go. Let's get into it. Hey tribe and welcome to this week's episode. I am so grateful as always to have you here and I'm so excited to introduce Dora. She is here this week with me as my beautiful guest and we are here to talk all about how you can energetically design your life and chat all things manifestation. She goes so much deeper than just manifestation in this podcast and I really, really hope you guys go and follow her on Instagram because she's so inspiring in what she does. So hey, Dora, and welcome to the podcast. Hello, my love. How are you? I am very well. How has your day been? It's been amazing. It's been amazing. I actually had a session with my group program this morning, which was always like the best way to start my day. So that was kind of the beginning and it's just gotten better and better ever since. 
So, and now I'm here with you. So how much better can it get? <laughs> I love when we like, I chat internationally because you guys have had a full day and it's like not even 10 a.m. here. And I'm like, I've had my first coffee and it's like so inspiring <laughs> of what I can achieve in the day. Yes, I love that. I know. I think it's always amazing too, because having this amount of energy in the morning, you're like radiating vibrantly, I think is, is a good, it's a good sign for what is to come for your day. So, so it's exciting. I love that. So I'm going to ask you the hard hitting question of what does intuitive mean for you? Just like every other guest on this podcast. I love this question. So intuitive and intuition to me means following your hell yes. So your hell yes is that feeling in your body. It's that knowing it's just that vibe where you are like, I have to do this, or I have to say this, or this is 100% the right next step. And that is to me, the hell yes. And if we can lead our lives through our hell yes and following our hell yes, then we truly get to call in everything that is a match to that. So that I think is what intuition means. If we, if we follow our intuition, we're following our hell yes. Okay. That just gave me goosebumps. And normally that doesn't happen in like the first 20 seconds of a podcast, but I love, I love, I love that. And I think it's so important that people know that we get so many intuitive hits a day and we generally bypass at least 50% of them. And it's okay to do that, but the ones that really light you up, we have to follow. And the more you start to say, hell yes, the easier life will become. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. It's all about knowing what your hell yes feels like. And then every time that comes to you, like trusting it, trusting it. And then once you trust it and you go through it, follow it, you begin to trust it more. You begin to trust yourself more. So yeah, I love that. I, I totally agree. That is so epic. So I know you would use this in your manifestation because everything you want that's aligned, you would be saying hell yes to. But can you chat to my audience? I've never had a manifestation coach on the podcast ever. And I've never even chatted to one before I met you. So can you tell everyone a little bit about what you do? Yes, I would love to. So manifesting is really something we are doing all the time, every moment of every day, even when we're sleeping, we're manifesting and manifesting is really just creating our own reality. And when we realize that we have the power to create our own reality, we start to know how powerful we truly are. So the law of the universe that we use to manifest is called the law of attraction. And it basically works through attraction. So whatever energy you are emitting, whatever frequency, we can call it vibration, whatever vibration you are emitting, you are drawing to you something that matches that vibration. And so when we realize that our emotions have a vibration, we understand that our emotions are pulling to us things, experiences, people that match those emotions. 
And then when we go deeper, we realize that our emotions are created by our thoughts. Our thoughts are created by our beliefs. So if we have beliefs or subconscious beliefs that are not in line with what we wish to manifest, we want to address and transform those beliefs because otherwise we are manifesting on default. We're manifesting things and experiences and people that are not in alignment with who we truly are with our hell yes. So the work is trying to really hone in on the beliefs that are standing in the way of what we want and desire, because that's really why we are here on this earth is to consciously expand, to joyously expand. And when we expand, we get to grow, we get to experience all of these amazing things, but it starts with our beliefs. I love how you just explained that so simply. (laughs) Yay. I'm so glad. (laughs) Um, And I guess this is the number one question that I get asked, even though I'm not, I'm like semi in the world of manifestation is so many people who start on their spiritual journey generally like fall into the secret and fall into like the newest manifestation book on the shelf at Target, right? And they're like, but my thoughts aren't positive. And then they start to panic that they're manifesting all this bad stuff and then they create panic. How can you stop that cycle? Mm, Oh my gosh, such a good question. So the first thing is this, don't worry about the worry, right? Don't freak out, don't feel guilty, don't feel shameful about the thoughts that you're having. Because first of all, they're only thoughts. So when we remember that our mind is there for us to keep us safe and that our mind is just looking for evidence that we're safe and comfortable, then we realize that our thoughts are just creations. They're not real. Most of the thoughts that we have are not a reflection of facts. They're just a reflection of our beliefs. So when we first of all can say like, okay, my thoughts are negative, right? We get to, first of all, know that just because you're having a negative thought doesn't mean that now, you know, something terrible is going to happen. It's really allowing yourself to be aware. And then the next step is that knowing that you can't go from a really bad thought to a really good thought, just like that. This is why there's steps. So this is actually something I teach in my work. There is something called the emotional guidance scale. Abraham Hicks talks about it a lot. Abraham Hicks is an amazing resource for anybody who is learning about the law of attraction. You can uh, YouTube them, them. They have amazing resources for free. And this emotional guidance scale teaches you that you can move your way up the emotional guidance scale step by step. Every emotion has momentum behind it. So if you find yourself in a constant place of overwhelmment, perhaps impatience, perhaps anger, perhaps hopelessness, perhaps depression, then there is momentum behind that emotion because you've spent a lot of time in that place. So getting out of that place isn't always easy because that is your comfort zone. And remember, your brain is always trying to make you comfortable. So your brain is going to constantly look for evidence to support that you are safe in your comfort zone. 
So getting out of that place sometimes takes some discomfort, but it's allowing yourself to just move up slowly. So if you are in a place of hopelessness or depression, this is kind of the biggest momentum, right? If you're in that place, it's hard to get out. So you don't have to reach for joy. You don't have to reach for enthusiasm. You just get to reach for anger and just get really pissed because anger is a more positive emotion than depression or hopelessness. And if you find yourself finally getting comfortable in that place of anger, then perhaps you can reach for something that is a little better feeling, reaching for a better feeling thought, maybe frustration and impatience. I'm just so sick of things not getting better. When are things going to get better? I know they're going to get better, but when, 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 and that feels better than anger. And then when you've gotten really good at an impatient, you can reach a little higher. You can reach for boredom or contentment, and then you can reach a little higher and a little higher, but you get to make it a process. And you get to spend a good amount of time there so that it becomes a place that comes easy for you. You get to invite thoughts in that become easy for you to think. And you get to stay on subjects that help you feel better. So if, let's say for some of us, we have uh, a challenge in our financial situation, or perhaps we're an entrepreneur and that feels really challenging, or perhaps our body is giving us um, kind of a feeling of like resistance then we get to get off the subject and we get to feel good using thoughts about something else. And then we can always come back to that subject when we're feeling better. But we have to know that the solution is not going to come when we are in a bad feeling place. It's going to come from intuition. It's going to come from alignment. It's going to come from our hell yes. But we have to get there first and then we can come up with a solution. Wow. I just wrote notes on that. <laughs> um, and it's so interesting. I um, only learned recently that we have 280 thoughts on average, a, um, not thoughts, 280 feelings a day because you can only stay in a feeling for seven minutes. You either pick right. this feeling or you choose a new one, which yeah. I was very unaware of. So I've always felt stuck in reaching for a better thought, right? But then now there's like the fact like I'm either in the same thought or I'm in a new thought, a new feeling. And mm -hmm. I love how you put it. And I, there's a really funny thing is everyone has been talking to me about Abraham Hicks for the last like 24 hours. It's come up like nine times. And that was just the last one where I go and watch more Abraham Hicks. Yes. Um, an amazing teacher. And I just feel like how you put it and that emotional chart is really interesting. And especially saying to people like happiness isn't a full-time gig. Like happiness is not like an emotion that we have for like seven, eight, 12, one hour, two hours. And then we generally don't stay there. No one is happy 24 hours a day. Well, because we would never go anywhere. We'd never do anything. We'd never expand. We'd never grow. We have to have the contrast. Otherwise, we never evolve. And as humans, we are always coming here to this earth, as you know, because we are meant to learn, but we can only learn through experience. So we have to experience the full range of emotions so that we are propelled into our more evolved self. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I love that. And I just feel like so many people I speak to are like, I'm just unhappy and we can't be unhappy all the time. There has to be their happiness, sad, 
anger and they aren't our three main emotions. There's like 290 emotions. There's like an emotional chart and you can go and Google one and learn to put actual adjectives to the words. Is it yeah. what needs to happen in order for you to evolve into manifesting positive emotions? Happiness isn't the goal. No, like, absolutely. I feel like if we sat at contentment, contentment, is that how you pronounce it? <laughs> yeah. Or like a lot of the day, we would all be so much happier. Mm-hmm. But where so many of us fluctuate and they want yeah. all going to be here instead of, do you know what I mean? Totally. And I think that there's even a range of positive emotions. And I don't, I don't like to say negative and positive because I think they all serve us, right? But when you think about a feeling of joy because happy is not really a feeling it's more like a state of mind I would say um when you think of emotions right joy appreciation wisdom knowledge empowerment freedom uh, passion enthusiasm positive expectations those are all very different they have a different vibration a different frequency right and so when we get to be really aware of what we're feeling, we get to know what that emotion, (laughs) sorry, what that emotion is telling us, right? Because often, like you said, you didn't even know that you were having this range of emotions. And that's because a lot of the time we aren't really tuning into like, Hey, what am I feeling right now? What is this telling me? And what do I want to feel? So I think that that helps a lot too. Yeah. And we live in a world that has completely dissociated us. We were taught from a child, you can't go to the toilet at school. Even if you're busting, you have to. Don't cry at school. Don't fall over and cry in front of people when you graze your knee and it really hurts. Like we were taught that that is normal and that society's conditioning is what's with us today. So this is the reason we don't check in. You can't be hard on yourself for not checking in. Like I have it posted noted around my house. Like, how you feeling, bro? What's happening? Like we yeah. have to know that it's years of conditioning and I'm quite young and I know people who, are, who haven't even asked the question and they're 50, 60. It's so true. And I mean, as women, we are a beautiful vessel of emotions that is part of our superpower and part of that vessel is rage you know it's hysterical crying it's emotions that make people really uncomfortable and so to fully be free to express ourselves in that knowing that that is part of our power it's so revolutionary it's literally a rebellion to to express yourself so fully and trust that it is like of release it's leading you into more of your power yeah I love how you just put that it's a rebellion to like feel your it is so true like can you imagine like a girl in school like sitting there and being like no I actually feel like I'm learning this and it's never going to help me and I feel like I'm actually bored wasting my life because that's how they all feel and we're still trying to teach them yeah It's so funny that you mentioned this because I had this conversation earlier with uh, a friend of mine who uh, lives in Holland 
and she was also talking about the school system there. And we were talking about it, how, you know, we aren't armed with the, the tools, the tools that we need. Where are they? Right. We're learning them as adults, but how about if we learned them as, as kids? And I mean, I think our parents were probably from a different generation, but oh my gosh, just, they're so empowering, those tools. Yeah, and the world is changing so fast. Like, yeah. I was like the last generation to grow up without a phone. <laughs> Same, me too, yeah. It's just like, like to build, bewilders me that children aren't riding their bikes and playing in the bush down in the back of the, the town. Oh, and I want like, that for my kids though. I that's part of my vision is, is a big backyard, homeschooling, something totally hippy dippy. <laughs> yeah. I feel that. Yeah. Um, there's these schools. I can't ever remember what they're called, but the kids go and learn all like whatever they want. And that's like my dream in life. Do you know what I'm talking about? Is it Wal- the Waldorf schools? Yeah. So that's what they call them over there, but they're, so- they're called something very sim- like different over here. Yeah. Um, but they're very cool. I'm very, I've done a lot of research into them. I actually wrote back in my days of uni, I wrote a whole assignment on it, how I thought it was wonderful. It was great. I love it. I love yeah. it. I, I agree. I think it's amazing. And especially uh, looking at the way that I think there is such a challenge, even as all of the things that are happening in the world right now, I think people are really realizing that the system isn't working anymore. And um, I think a lot of people are seeing that some, some, some of us for the first time, you know, that we're like, Hey, this is not how it can be. It can be different. Yeah. And I think the more we start to walk towards 5d, like I'm at the place where it's a 2000 year process. Cause it's the whole of this age of Aquarius mm-hmm. is 2000 years long. not an overnight success rate it's an evolution it's a whole it's going to take up quite a few chapters of the book of life um we will completely merge like here in australia we like teaching meditation in schools is becoming quite increasingly popular i love Um, it that's amazing yeah so a lot of my friends with kids their kids are like meditating and then i like go and see them and they're like let's meditate and i'm like okay cool and it's so cute. I love that so much. Yeah. And it's really intriguing to see how we are changing because I think we all look at the picture. A lot of people watch the news and we see the same things on repeat, but there is slow change. I don't watch the news. <laughs> <laughs> Did you see my face? I was like, ooh, the news. <laughs> I don't even have a TV plugged into the wall. And yesterday I was same. talking. <laughs> um, a girlfriend of mine and she's like what if your new boyfriend like wants a television maybe you should figure out how to turn it on I was like I wouldn't know whether you just tell him you don't want a tv that's what I did with my boyfriend I, I mean I manifested him and I, t- I said I don't want a tv and he's like really and I was like yeah and he's like okay and it's worked out great so you can have whatever you want no tv no problem I love that. I love how when you talk about manifesting, it seems to be something that is so simple for you. And it's something that I really love and admire about you is that your energy, your vibration is so high in order to attract what you want. So how do you keep your vibration high in order to keep the the cycle going? 
Beautiful question. So for me, I started practicing the law of attraction. So being intentional about the law of attraction, I would say, uh, probably about 10 years ago. And at that time, I was really uh, in a place of despair. I was really sad. I actually was a poli sci major. And I was I'm a minister's daughter. So I knew a lot about the world and how much suffering there was. I was also a vegetarian and a vegan. So I knew how much animal suffering there was. And I just could not, I was paralyzed basically by all the suffering that was happening on the earth. I, I felt like, why, what is the point? Um, it felt really just, I, I was in despair, like hopelessness. And I was like that for a long time. And then in about 2011, I found a woman who channeled Archangel Michael. And she also knew about Abraham Hicks. And so I started to learn the teachings of Abraham Hicks. And it completely, I, I would say not only changed my life, saved my life. Like, I don't think I would be a human on this earth anymore if it wasn't for learning from them. And I started to realize that I had a choice at every moment. I had a choice. I could either go up emotionally, or I could go down, right? Because that scale is always working. So as our emotions are changing throughout the day, I know that I can either go up on the scale or I can go down. So being aware of how I'm feeling was the first step. Knowing myself was the first step. And then getting to know where the work was for me, right? Because we all have subjects that have a lot of momentum behind them. So for me, it tended to be easy to manifest jobs. It tended to be easy to, man to manifest money, clothes, whatever my heart desired. But love was the thing that was really hard for me. I had a really challenging time in that department which ended up being something that um, I'm glad for now because I believe it, it gave me a lot of tools. But um, I really had to learn how to practice reaching for a better feeling thought because I always could choose my thoughts. And so really just becoming more self-aware and I think the reason that I am so high frequency now is because I've made it a practice to really see all the good around me as much as possible. Because when we get to a place where we can feel appreciation easily, and we get to a place where we can feel joy in all the little things, it gets to be really easy to go into that place of high vibration because there's so much beauty and love and peace and wonder and, and just bliss to see and experience. But when we are manifesting by default, when we're practicing sloppy thinking, when we are in a place of not taking care of our alignment, which is our number one priority, we end up seeing things that are not in, by, in alignment with what we want. So that's why it's just really important to be really clear and caring about how we feel. That's my main priority.
how do I feel? Because if I feel good, I know that others will also feel good, but it's me that comes first. So how do you, what would be your best tips for people who are unaware of their own thoughts? Because Mm -hmm. I feel like where we're chatting about is something that we currently do every single day. But if we went back to that place, I don't know how long ago it was for you, but like for me, it was even like a year and a half ago, like I had no conscious concept of what was happening inside of my own mind. Mm -hmm. Beautiful. So the first thing that I would say is I would ask yourself often, what emotion am I feeling? And what is this emotion telling me? And then when you get clear about what is this emotion telling me, you ask yourself, what action can I take knowing this? Mm -hmm. And that's a really powerful thing because when we're taking action, we want to take action in the direction of a better feeling thought. So really the question always is, what thought would I rather think? And then the allowing is in letting yourself go there instead of staying stuck in the place where you may be more comfortable. And I'll tell you this identity is a huge part of that. If you identify with being a person who is depressed or angry or a victim or somebody who perhaps is, uh, you know, angered by every little thing, then you are going to have a hard time moving out of that because it's part of your identity. So daring to change the story that you're telling about yourself is a very big part of changing your thoughts, starting there. Yeah. And it's really interesting. Like so many people that I work with in my space, I'm like a huge part of it is like, tell me who you are. And I insert blank and they look at me like I've got three heads and seven eyes (laughs) and it's very interesting. So if this is something you've never thought about, this is such a beautiful thing for you to think about starting today. Like, who am I? Where do I want to go? What do I want to be doing? How do I actually want to feel and what have I been feeling? So really sit down and journal and express yourself I'm not much of a journaler and I've always beaten myself up about that but I do this thing now where I walk in the morning and I have my airpods in and I do a voice note and I just speak for 35 minutes however long I walk for about what's happening in my life and I I learn about myself or a really good thing you can do is I have a sister tribe of there's three of us and we all voice note each other And sometimes I'm voice noting them and I'm like, oh, this is a lot. Like I need to figure this out for myself before I send it. So then you become highly aware and actually being open and honest in relationships about don't allow yourself to default to that. I'm fine. I'm okay. I'm good. I'm busy. Let go of defaults. They don't serve you. They hurt you. Totally, totally. And two things. The first thing is, uh, I don't know if you've ever heard of morning pages, Um, But there's a beautiful book by Julia Cameron, and it's called The Artist's Way, and I highly recommend it. It is a powerful book, and it is intended for, the morning pages is intended for you to process and empty out your subconscious mind 
So the first thing in the morning I do every morning is I get up and I write three pages nonstop. I don't stop. I just go three pages. And what I do in that, in that place is I realize what the heck is going on because our mind has 6,000 thoughts a day, but we're literally all, they're all jumbled up in there, right? Oh my God. My dog just jumped in my lap. Sorry. Real love. <laughs> Real love. So what we, what we want to do is we want to get it out and that makes room for creativity. It makes room for self-awareness and it also just gets you grounded. It gets you more grounded. So that's really what you want to do. And then the second thing I think is really powerful is knowing that when you are in action mode, because this is something we do right to avoid uh, feeling is we are emitting we're we're sending out energy. Sending out energy is the opposite of receiving energy. If everything is energy and you are constantly sending out energy, you are not in a place of receiving. So if you're not getting what you want, if you're not manifesting what you want, slow down, chill out, allow yourself to stop and just be, because that is receiving mode. And I think... I had a really hard conversation with someone in my life yesterday and I was like, you don't celebrate anything. You don't actually celebrate anything at all. Like there is no gratitude. There is no gratefulness almost is how I wanted to express it. And I was like, I just really want to make you aware that there's no positive output. So, and I was very lucky to have that relationship with that person to be able to tell them that because I knew that they weren't going to self-aware reach for it. And the momentous shift they've had since then in how they even communicate has been so amazing. So seeing how you celebrate, how you receive flowers, how you, when someone buys you a coffee, like, oh, no, 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 I can pay for that. I remember. Yeah. (laughs) Go on dates and pay for the food because that was my thing like I could not receive it was not my story I was like no I'm an independent strong woman who has an amazing job who can do whatever and now I'm like when people do things for me I'm like thank you so much it means the world like it may just be a coffee but when we start to receive in little ways the universe can let us receive things in big ways absolutely because it's a belief right it's a belief that we deserve to receive And so many of us were brought up or conditioned to believe that we have to earn it. We have to earn it. We don't have to earn it. We get to receive just for being, that's it. We don't have to do anything. We don't have to be anything. We don't have to be anybody. We just get to receive. There's no rules. There's no obligations that you have to meet. It's just, you are, and that's enough. Yeah. So if someone was trying to manifest a man into their life, sorry, I'm just changing the topic because I know <laughs> I'm to wrap up soon. So we've been talking and I could honestly talk to you all goddamn day. Same. So <laughs> if they were trying to manifest someone in their life, even if it was like just girlfriends or how would you go about telling someone what are some easy steps that they can take to help manifest people in their life? And I'll write them down. So I'm ready. I love it. Yes. Amazing. So the first thing I would say is get clear about what you want. Because when it comes to a partner, a lot of times when we are manifesting and we're in a place of feeling lonely, or perhaps we're just wishing to 
have a partner, sometimes we give off a vibration that anybody will do, <laughs> you know? And so we want to just get clear about our deal breakers. This doesn't mean that you have to have an exhaustive list of 50 things, because that's going to tell the universe that you're trying way too hard to control it all. And that doesn't help, but list like five to 10 deal breakers. So whether that is somebody who is honest, whether it is somebody who is healthy or health oriented, right? These are things that are really important because you get to have whatever you want. You get to want what you want. You get to have what you want. So if you can have somebody that you want, why have less than that, right? You want, you're, the universe has the resources to bring you the perfect match for you. It did for me. I know it's possible. So getting clear about what you want is really important. Something else that you can do is think of the feelings that you want to feel when you are with that person and then get into that feeling place. Because as we know, the universe is always going to bring you a match to what you are feeling. So if you can think of that thoughts, think of thoughts that help you feel that feeling, and then you can move forward from there. You can use media, you can use music, you can use cinema, get into that feeling place. There's a reason why women watch a million Hallmark movies every Christmas season, right? They feel good to watch. It's a good feeling, that feeling of romance and comfort. So reaching for those thoughts that help you feel those feelings. And then the other thing is to open yourself up so that the how isn't in your way. Something that we need to know is that the universe takes care of the how. So often we want to determine the how. We have the how in our heads and we, we think it has to happen this way. And this is something I was guilty of because I was very determined to meet my partner in a very quote unquote romantic way, AKA not online. And I refused for many years to date online. And the universe was like, okay, I see you. Until you let go and surrender, you're gonna have to wait. So I finally surrendered and I said, whatever way you want to bring me my partner, I am open. And then the universe said, okay. And I signed up for a dating app and that same week I met my partner. And we've been together two years now. He's definitely 100% my soulmate. He's like, perfect match. I couldn't have even imagined him being as amazing as he is, but I had to surrender. We have to surrender sometimes. And I think something that I see a lot is like, I want my partner to look like this. I want him to be six foot five, you know, this age, brown hair, blue eyes. And that's part of the how right? That's part of the how it's, I want him to look this way. We get to let go of all that. And then we get to be open. And sometimes there's inner work to do, right? If, if we have a hard time 
going out and, and being open to people coming up to us, then that can block our energy because we think that we want the story of being playing hard to get, but that's not a way to invite someone over to talk to you, right? So there's just things that you get to do to be open, to let your energy be open and then get into that vibration of receiving, receiving, because how can you receive if you're constantly doing, constantly doing? So getting into a place of receiving is really powerful. And like you said, starting with receiving all the things that you're receiving currently, that's a vibration. Mm, yeah, I love that. I love definitely feeling the feels. I was like sitting here and I was like embodying the feels. With Yay! My yes. Um, and I find that really powerful. And this practice, which you've just outlined, is literally like very much how I manifest in work with clients with everything like it's such an important practice if you've already got your dream soulmate don't think that you're not applicable to this podcast totally Use it for another part of your life find friends find the perfect job money cars anything that you want that you can attach a feeling to is something that you can manifest because we have to remember manifestation is brought in by feelings not needs if we feel like we have to have something and we want it and we need it and we're like strangling it by the neck, you've just stopped it. So just be totally. super that. Yeah. When we need something, it generally doesn't flow our way as easy as it could if we wanted it with love and surrender and hope. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. It's all about how we feel. And if we're coming from a place of lack, we're creating more of that. Unfortunately, right? That's how the universe works. It doesn't go, oh, but you're the exception because you're extra amazing. Even all the amazing people still have to follow the law of attraction. Yeah. If yeah. people had never studied the law of attraction, where would you kind of send them to look at the 12 steps? They're not the steps, but 12 laws. <laughs> I love it. Um, so there's 21 steps and it's cool oh. because the... Uh, the scale is online. It's available. It's called the emotional guidance scale. You can Google it. You can print it. I have it literally right over there on my wall and I know it by heart, but I still feel like it's a really good thing to have just like your little post-it notes. Uh, so I would say looking that up and really studying it. And, um, I would say also just if you are new to this, Abraham Hicks is an amazing resource. I think that just really following your hell yes is a really good place to start as well. And not doing so much, just being. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Part of the fun. It is, but we live in a world that's trained us to do. So don't be hard on yourself when you realize that you just to do for like the last two yes. weeks. Yep, absolutely. Well, I really want to thank you for taking the time and coming to talk to us all. It has been absolutely so wonderful. But where can everyone find you before we wrap up? Of course. I know. It, was, it went by so fast, honestly. Um, so you can find me on Instagram at Dora Vandekamp. And you can also find me on Facebook under the Intuitive Love Community. It's a private group 
uh, and we post in there every day and it's a beautiful community. So I would say um, find us on there as well. And if you can't find us, DM me on Instagram and I will invite you. Beautiful. Thank you so much, everyone. Go and follow Dora. What she does is amazing. She runs amazing group workshops all about manifesting and designing your own life because you're in control of that. Never forget that you get to design your own life and live it every day to how you choose. If it's out of alignment right now, pick again, choose again, find what will work for you. You don't have to live the life that you're currently living. Absolutely. Absolutely. You get to choose. Beautiful. Well, that's all for this week's episode and I'll see you guys soon.